Remendous Time coming at all you geriatrics and zygotes. It's Tom and I with our legibly written notes. Or should I say my legibly written notes because Tom hasn't bought any. <laughs> no, I've got no idea what I'm doing today. You've got lots of love options. You've got like four podcasts with the material to get through in the next 45 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Well, like, you know, I, that's what the definition of prepared is. And, uh, and what is the definition of legibly? <laughs> the definition of legibly is to be uh, written or uh, ri- not read. Not read. To be written in an orderly or readable fashion. There you go. When you listen to Tremendous, you learn something. Yes. You learn a little something. That's not right. just about what a traumatic childhood Elliot had. I also t- that's right. <laughs> I also ticked off geriatrics as well, which is of all relating to uh, elderly people. And zygote, which and I don't think you were ever going to use incorrectly. Yeah, 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 zygote. Don't even ask me the definition because I'm prepared. <laughs> That's right. So we're uh, we're here with you guys. We're actually on a Saturday today. We got a fan blowing because it's a hot one. If you do, if you look back on the dates, it's a hot one. It's so hot today. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, Tommy's coming with. Um, I'm not going to say a solemn attitude. Oh, you. I'm. I've had a solemn attitude, have I? But uh, I will say it's been somewhat um, restrained. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We're going to see if we can crack open the Kevlar that is Tommy Tommy Kev. Uh, I don't have emotions. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, 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 well, let's see if we can kick up some emotions. You did the uh, the store this weekend. Did the store last weekend. Or last weekend, rather. Seven days ago. I was almost a real comedian for an hour and a half Doesn't across feel good? three nights. And then you get kicked out and they, they tear your T off the wall and, uh, and you're just like, what do you go down? And by the time they get to the W, you're crying. <laughs> and you're just like, oh man, will I ever come back? So I was talking to Anthony Lokash about this last night about how the store is like... Uh, it's like a it's like a drug, right? And you have it once, and they're like, "That's pretty good, huh?" And you're like, "Yeah, that was great." And you're like, "Cool." Uh, you might get a little bit more in three to four months. Uh, in the mi- three to four. In the, in the meantime, I'm going to give all your friends a taste. That's so, right. Yeah, it was it, awesome. It was so great. It I'm was like very proud of you, man. We're going to give you like a uh, everyone give him a little round of applause from wherever you're sitting. Just tap on your chest like I am. Just give Tommy Wits a little round of applause. I thought I had applause. This is the best I can give. Tremendous. That's good enough for me. Uh, did you get any like how? Okay, so the, the I went to the first show. As I said, we had two. Ooh, uh, I did, no one caught that, but Elliot just burped very silently. I'm a off sniper. Mic. I'm it a was, sniper. Yeah, I'm taking progress. note. I'm listening that's to you real guys. Progress. You guys want me to stop burping? If that's what you really want, if that's what's tremendous to you, we'll take it out. <laughs> but uh, forgive me if I make a mistake. Okay, so like uh, we, Tom, you you were there the first night. I actually had to buy a ticket. If you listen to the last uh, podcast, <laughs> I was furious about it. Um, haven't become less furious. The embers are still <laughs> burning. Um, but uh, you killed it. You absolutely fucking slayed. It was worth the money that I had to pay and uh, <laughs> the shame that I had to be like walk in and be like, hey, can I get my name on the cheek? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was fucking amazing, man. I'm so fucking, I'm so proud of you. Oh, anyone that was there, um, if you were there and you listen to the podcast, give Tommy a shout out. I've got some footage of Tommy that I got on my phone just real quick. I might ask him if I can post that. But um, I'm so fucking proud of him. Like, you guys, if you're not there, again, give him a little tap on your chest. It's a little tremendous round of applause. Just a little tap on your chest because, Tom, honestly, one over the wall. Next week, we got Harry Jun. Oh, yeah, he's doing it next Friday. So, yeah, if you, and you can actually get tickets for this one. So, if you're listening, this will be out Thursday the 28th. He's on the 29th and the 30th. So, get yourself a ticket. Go see 29th Harry 30th, Jun. That's the date. That's, uh, yeah, I think Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th. Beautiful. We're going to be rocking up with also the boxing crew, the Grasshoppers. Nice. Learning at... Uh, the what's, what's, what's Harry's... They're a big fan of Harry. What like, are Harry's boxing uh, abilities like? A lot, lot, of, lot of rage in that kind, man. Dude, it's funny that you say that. He is the gym bully. 
What, okay, what is so that? So as soon as as soon as anyone rocks up, people underestimate Harry because of his uh, kindness and stuff. Mm. But like immediately lets them know you are below me. I can totally see <laughs> it. Bro, uh, all right, uh, we'll Milinkovic get... felt the pain. Alex, uh, Sydney comedian, one of my favorite, Alex Milinkovic, um, Alex Milky Milinkovic, uh, uh, was there the first day, and the only way that he could get out of the um, you know the storm that is Harry John. Was comedy? <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Oh, wow, wow, wow! He's like, doing bits. He's doing bits to calm Harry down. Tom's like, "Yeah, I mean, I mean, rather Harry is just like a uh, fucking. He's all he's Harry just before, and then he turns into like butter Harry. Just turns into like this angry, <laughs> just chopping down palm trees. That's right, bare shins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry's in, Harry's got this inner like. Uh, I think the Koreans call it Han, which means. Uh, like this inner hang- anger and remembrance of, of like uh, how you deceived me or slighted me. I you know what I mean? All right. So uh, I was with Harry after a gig one night, and we were at uh, we were at a burger place getting burgers at like eleven o'clock at night or whatever. And we're talking about uh, how the comedy scene. Sorry, this is Harry Jun, by the way. Harry Sydney Jun. comedian Harry Jun. Uh, if you're wondering who the fuck are these nobodies <laughs> that they're talking about, <laughs> who the nobodies these nobodies are talking about? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm talking to Harry about how the Sydney comedy scene can be quite like poisonous, and people try to pull each other down. I'm like, man, it's just like it's just like the thing with lobsters in a bucket, right? Like as soon as they make a break for the top, they try to pull each other down. And Harry's like. What do you mean? It's crabs, dude. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, not in my house. It wasn't. <laughs> Harry's, <laughs> Harry's like, did you seriously? Know? I'm like, I'm, oh no, I got it mixed up because you know I've seen that Jordan Peterson thing has a thing about lobsters, and I got it mixed with the crabs. And he's like, dude, that's so funny that you know you're so privileged. You thought it was lobster back to crabs. Do you mind if I write a joke about that? I'm like, I can't, I cu- couldn't see a joke in it. So I was like, yeah, man, go for it. Are you kidding it. You me? I can it. see that joke. Yeah, of course you can. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he's like, do you mind if I write a joke about it? I'm like, yeah, man, go for it, go for it. And then I've seen him do the joke since he's like, so I was talking to this fuckhead comedian recently, like this privileged piece of shit. And he said this and I was like, oh, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be so truthful? <laughs> he, he ends it with like, anyway, I'm going to sabotage his career. And I was like... That wasn't necessary for the joke. I don't think that has anything to do with lobsters. Well, the thing about Harry is he'll let you in <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> yeah. I saw Harry Jordan like, uh, recently at uh, one Bill of Hicks. Yeah, he is exactly. He's the uh, he's also like a shining star every now and then because um, he hates himself more than anyone. Like, <laughs> if you hate Harry Jordan. Just he, 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 you're on his side. Get in line because you're behind <laughs> Harry Jordan. <laughs> because uh, like we were doing the comedy store, and st- um, not the comedy store, what am I saying? The Kuji Bay Hotel. Oh, yeah. And uh, on Monday this week. and he- Oh, have you heard the story about the, the, the Alex and the, and the girl, the audience member? Uh, no, tell me. Do you, no, you, you go first. You finish the Harry Jun thing, and then we'll, we'll come back. Fair enough. Okay, so, like, Harry Jun was emceeing, and there is nobody there. There's, like, one... The, uh, the first half, it's packed. There's, like, one, like, 18-year-old, like, group that is making too much noise, and Harry has them under control. Mm-hmm. And then one comedian, I think, stepped over the line with them a little bit, like, just got too offensive, but too real and okay. too correct. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like We might be telling them about the same story, but go on. And it, uh, no, this was this Monday. And okay. uh and so and Harry gets on, he's like it's all good, kind of like like you know, ostensibly wrangles up the audience and then go out to half. Chris knew it, Chris Wynn is on and then me and uh there is just like a couple tables left. And Harry goes out like it's the same energy. Yeah, like that's okay. one thing that he has. He doesn't recognize that the room's like half full like the rest of us. He goes 
fuck it, there's a show to be done. Woo! Mm. <laughs> he's, just like, he's like, we got this. Goes out there, gets the energy up as much as he can. I proceed to bomb and stuff like that. But like uh, Harry, I saw him at um, Skinner. You know Anthony Skinner? I do know Anthony Skinner. I was going to... more. <laughs> Why did you ask me that? Like, you heard this guy? You met this guy? You know what happened in my head? I was like, the audience. Do you know Anthony Skinner <laughs> kind of thing? Uh, there's Colin. the room runner, Anthony Skinner. He's sort of a uh, big, uh, big sort of like maker of a lot of comedians. Yeah, especially Sydney. male comedians. Big maker of male comedians. <laughs> that well, seems to be his niche. It, well, he's only he's got such sore legs. He can only, he only has the time <laughs> to think about one gender. You know what I mean? Like, uh, But no, Anthony Skinner runs Magic Mike Comedy on a Wednesday. One of my favorite rooms in Sydney. No, my favorite room yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, hands down. Me too. Uh, hands down. And um, he was... Oh my God! What's my reference here with with uh, with Harry John? Um, but uh, but but oh yeah, he runs a room in uh, North Sydney and uh, Terrigal sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, way Sydney. past, way <laughs> past. I'm just remembering the the road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he runs a room there. Harry was on stage, and uh, the audience. Uh, Harry's like, I've got to go now. You guys have got to pay me to stay. Like some like when he goes, I got to go now. The audience goes, oh, and he goes, yeah, you got to pay me to stay up here longer. Audience member in the front row reaches up and gives him a $50 note and goes, <laughs> keep going. That's like, if, if you guys are wondering whether or not you should buy tickets to Harry John, get them. <laughs> 50 bucks. That's it. That's great. So the story I'd heard, and I think it's related to this same group of people that you were talking about. I think the week before, a smaller subset of those 18-year-olds came along and were being very loud and boisterous and talking about stuff. And uh, one of them, one of the women sat on the stage, like sat with like kind of one cheek on the stage and her legs dangling from it and was talking to the comedian. And I, I won't say who it is just in case. That sounds hot. It, I don't think it was because then that comedian said, oh, the chubby ones are always talkative. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just, they have pretty nails and they're talkative. <laughs> that was it. Like that was, none of them were on board from then on. And then they came back last monday when you were on in in force as a uh, as a collective to, to they protest. certainly did they spoke to us outside in the in the uh smoking area oh, shit what did they say just how much they were enjoying the show and that last week sorry about my drunk friend the same old excuses oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things audiences say yeah, after yeah, shows. yeah when you see them again you're like weren't you here ruining the show and they're like that was my friend and you're like all right <laughs> just, yeah. just don't Audi- ruin this one audience conversations can usually be uh, broken up into one or two categories of either thank you or i'm sorry <laughs> it's pretty much all they have to say yeah exactly or yeah i'm sorry exactly for you or for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is yeah fuck so we were talking before about like I was uh, I was fairly nervous in the lead up to that store run. We were talking about like what was your most nervous set of the how many days did you do at the store? It's three. First one was definitely the most nervous. Okay, because especially it was kind of like it wasn't a set that I was I, I'd done as that combination because it was kind of you know you take your best stuff and you chuck it all together. I'm not used to jumping from one to the next, and I was nervous about forgetting stuff. It wasn't like I and I was I was nervous, but I wasn't that nervous. The most nervous I remember being recently was at a raw. And I, uh, raw comedy raw for comedy. Sydney, uh, for everyone out there is like a raw comedy is, uh, the Sydney festival of it's like an amateur comedy competition. Anybody can get up there. You could get up there and crack your knuckles if you felt like <laughs> and that would do better than they a lot couldn't of stuff kick I've you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I remember being in the back and going over my set and just like mind fucking myself, like practicing it a hundred times and on the hundred and first time blanking on everything and being like, Oh no, this is going to happen on stage. Wolf. 
Oh God, that was yeah. But no, I wasn't. I was. You always judge yourself nervous. on that hundred and first effort, like the, the last, last one, the yeah. last try. Like you're like, I fucked the under hundred that I got before. Yeah, yeah. This is me. <laughs> yeah, you know, one hundred percent. You was like, I mean, you. Well, you, I, I got really fucking. Uh, I remember one time, um, I like I, when I went to the store. Like one of the one of the luxuries that you get to do there is write your name on the wall. Mm. So I didn't. W- where in the store? Because I didn't see this. Exactly. So it's in a gold texture on a black wall, so you can hardly see, it, especially with how dark it is. So when you walk into the room immediately on your right is the the first wall there is scattered in comedians names in okay. gold text art. you will get a chance to go there the moment you go there even just to watch a show they'll be like hey we got to put your name up there or something like that but that's what happened to me i forgot to put my name up there mm. and then i had my raw set i had my raw set uh right like right afterwards kind of thing like so i did my first com like a comedy store run then i had raw and i forgot to put my name and so i was putting my name on there on the night of the raw and all the comedians at Raw were watching me put up my name on the wall going, what the fuck? Like, this <laughs> is bullshit. Like, this guy's in the competition. And they're all telling me, like, they're like, oh, man, like, we should just drop out now. Like, you, you're already in. Like, you know, like, you've got this kind of thing. And I'm uh, I'm like, I, I literally walk away because I'm feeling so uncomfortable from those comments. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm like, but uh, I, I, we got, I go outside and I'm like, you are what they say. <laughs> and I walk out there, proceed. After a great weekend at the store, bomb that set Ugh. eat dick on that set and like completely like i should have just scrubbed my name out of that wall yeah you know they're I mean? standing off stage with a black text you're like could you just go over it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i was just like so i understand exactly how you feel like uh in terms of nerves and stuff and when you go back like it, it fucking it hurts so bad like when it because you put yourself because you go you finish the store and you're like this is what i am now oh, i'm man. the store and then you have a bad set and you're like just kill myself you know what i mean like like what i don't what am i doing you know what i mean it's i've it's crazy how much comedy fucks with your self-worth when it's like when you when you crush in front of a big crowd and especially if you're like if you close something out you're like i am a god amongst men yeah Uh, you you guys will never know what it's like to be me and then you i'm on the right path and you bomb in front of five people at wonderland bar last tuesday (laughs) <laughs> and you and you walk up and you're like, oh, you guys know know what it's like to be me. <laughs> you guys don't know how fucking miserable this existence is. Oi, we're gonna we're gonna go like when I reckon we cut right here for we for a jovial, benevolent, uh, tremendous ad. This podcast is not brought to you by vapes. Tired of smoking something that tastes like Nana's fingers after a night out at the pokies? Sounds like you need to do what all the cool kids are doing and grab a vape. Now an angsty apple, jailbait grape, and it's just a phased pomegranate. You'll be the coolest kid down at the monkey bars. And act now and you'll also receive the tremendous Rohypnol vape. Tired of having people ask for a hit on your personal vape? We'll just offer them the tremendous Rohypnol vape and they won't be back for seconds. Vaping. The safest alternative to smoking this decade. Probably. And we're back. That we are. And I've got a full glass of white wine. <laughs> I've got a full glass of white wine. And Tommy is not drinking a today. F- a full glass of white wine and an empty bottle of white yeah, wine. You're, we're only one half drunk today. <laughs> and uh, you can grad- congratulate me for that. <laughs> but uh, Tommy, why aren't you drinking? <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? I'm not drinking. i got to drive later on. I'm driving to Happy Endings Comedy Club. Uh, had a few drinks yesterday, feeling the effects, and uh, just 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 taking some time, you know. That sounds fair enough. That sounds very fair enough. Um, okay, so we're talking about Tommy at the store. 
talking about uh, Tommy today at the gigs, just briefly right now. Um, and I was thinking about the times that I was the most nervous or at least saw... Are you a nervous guy generally? Um, I'm very socially anxious. Yeah. And I think that I would definitely walk away from most conversations thinking that person hates me. <laughs> or is like, you know, like uh, talking... Uh, no, I don't even think that people are talking about me, but like just literally have a bad opinion of me. Oh, I've got the... I, like if, I, if I'm if i walking down the street and I hear people like do like a mocking laugh, my instant reaction is like, what did I do? Yeah. Like, why, why are they laughing at me? I'm on that side of the fence. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, did I step on something? Oh, God. But, um, but I remember getting really, really nervous. I'm always fucking nervous around people, but I remember seeing a comedian that I, so I was trying to think about the most nervous that I've ever been. And all that came into my mind was the most nervous that I've ever seen another comedian. Yeah. The most nervous that I've ever seen another comedian was, uh, German resident and Sydney comedian. Tremendous. What's happened to this guy? I don't know. Is he still here? He's been deported. I don't know. I think he got caught. He was living in a van in Australia. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and I think he got deported. Exactly. But like, he was like, you know, bring up Harry June again. Had that joke about having to take his keys away, but because he didn't want him, he was too drunk and he didn't want him driving. So he yeah, take his yeah. Keys, but he's also taking the keys to his house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, uh, he lived in his van. So like, then like, uh. I remember that we were, we were at Magic Mike, the initial run, like at Sydney, at uh, the, the, uh, we've already discussed him, Anthony Skinner was running, and he was standing on the staircase with me, myself, Harry John, and... Tremendous! This fucking... This, this guy was watching a set that wasn't even that good going ahead of him, like, and he was just about to be up, and this guy just passes out. What? Passes out in front of like on the staircase kind of thing, Harry, John and I catch him, like catch him with another, like with another comedian. I can't even remember who, but like catch him. And we're looking at the audience. Like, do, they, do these people notice? We have a set in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry, John and I, without even talking, realize that we're not going to ruin this set that we've come out here for by having an ambulance come up here. Let's <laughs> drag him into the back room. <laughs> so that's, and I, that's so funny that you say that without talking because that's definitely not what Harry was thinking in his <laughs> mind. You're like, Harry, we're on the same page. Tremendous. He's expendable. We don't, if he doesn't wake up, he doesn't wake up. It's all right. We've got to do a set. We've got to do a set. And as I'm carrying... Whereas, tremendous. Got the legs uh, and Harry's got the, the shoulders and the head and, uh, and the... The, I'm carrying him to the back room, which is like, you know, no more than 10 meters, like I'd say about 15 meters. And uh, I just start smelling the whiff of shit, undeniable whiff of shit. Oh no. Yes. We're carrying a man that has passed out and shit himself. Fucking hell. So there is shit, shit in this guy's pants. How have I never heard this story? We're before? carrying him. We carry him into the back room where we used to run a room that I used to run, Vibe Comedy, in this little back room at uh, in the back of Magic My Comedy, and at at which Magic Monkey is now defunct venue, defunct venue uh, on Darlinghurst Road. That's what Road. happens when you get rid of Anthony Skinner. Your venue goes plummeting into the ba -ba 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 ground. When you go against the guy who runs this town. So Harry and I go and we take this guy, this shit-ridden guy into the back <laughs> and uh, we carry him and then I get a call from the MC. Like, he's like, Ellie, are you ready to go? And I'm like, you're damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> and like right after taking this guy, like literally the next guy after, uh, it was supposed to be... Uh, Tremendous. Good to go and I'm like, he's sure not. And, uh, <laughs> and I just went, I went right up and uh, did mediocre set. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, because I bet you didn't mention once you just carried a guy that shat himself into a back room. <laughs> no, I didn't have the wherewithal as a comedian. I went right back into the book and was like, what's the deal with aeroplane peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when you think about like in no other context would you, you not bring that up at least. Like, it's like you do the opposite. You pretend it never happened. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, if it happened to this day, I would have told that shit written idiot to uh, exactly what happened to the audience. I would have been like, Skinner, I need 15 minutes because I need to talk <laughs> about what's just happened. <laughs> Before I even get to the stuff that I'm going to bomb with. That is cr- When you talked about like, don't get me wrong, I get a nervous stomach if I'm nervous. You know, if, if I'm anxious for a big set, I've never shat myself. I didn't think that story when you were like, I got a good story about a guy getting nervous before a gig, and you're, and I, I didn't think it was going down pass out, shit yourself territory. Pass out, shit yourself territory. I, you know, I've never seen anyone pass out since doing comedy. I've seen two comedians pass in or outside of a com- of a, a comedy room. Yeah, do I? I think I know the other one as well. You may know the other one. He may have been mentioned in the last story, <laughs> possibly, but for like legal and uh, and um, professional reasons, we can't mention his name. But um, I saw another comedian, literally the only other comedian I've ever seen in my life, and person in my life do this: uh, pass out from weed. <laughs> they they took some weed and passed out on the street in the city in the CBD, and um, and then woke up and was like like they knew what happened. They were like. Did I just pass out? And <laughs> 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 I've to a friend of mine once when we were in uh we were traveling through Europe, we were in Amsterdam, and it was like classic, like with a group of friends who didn't we were 18, never smoked weed before, go to a coffee shop, and we're sitting in this tiny little room and we're such fucking rookies. We go up to the desk to buy pre-rolled joints and we buy one each. And we're all just sitting around this tiny little oh, table, no. single-handedly like smoking these huge baseball bat-sized Ugh. joints. Like you're all Guys, white snoops. Like we got no fucking clue what's going on. And uh, we're at this little table in this tiny little room and one of my mates can't get a seat. He's standing behind us. And uh, everyone's smoking and the room is filling with smoke and we're all getting so stoned. And then my mate all of a sudden just falls over. And we turn around like, you right? He's like, who fucking pushed me? And I'm like, there's no one <laughs> behind you. We we all had our backs to you. The ghost of you're too high. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, that's very funny. Yeah, no, I fucking... Uh, I've never been to, to Amsterdam, but I feel like they would welcome me with open arms. Yeah, yeah. I think you're on billboards there. Yeah. <laughs> Already. <laughs> okay, so uh, last week we talked about um, my neighbor... Yeah, you, we got we got a neighbor update. Yeah, I had my neighbor who was like this Airbnb sort of status sort of thing. My my previous my 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 current neighbors went on holiday, bought them, bought this uh, one French lady into the apartment for a, a week, and uh, and we had this debacle. We'll catch up on it with the last episode, episode eleven, episode eleven. Um, but what happened? Uh, it's because sort of sparked my memories with other neighborly de- debates and uh debacles that i've had with uh with with my neighbors and uh, they, well there was one with that i remembered with my door uh with my neighbor two doors down um i think that the listeners might enjoy uh it, it, it was this the case of a neighbor having a, a big party and they're a rich family like they they have bentleys in the driveway i've seen the be- like multiple bentleys yeah multiple Crazy. bentleys they have multiple bentleys in the driveway um big rich family that had this big party and they decided, well, two doors down from them, decided that they're going to take our recycle bin and fill it with their bottles from the party. Yeah, right. Do not know us, have never met us, and decided that we, 
the degenerates <laughs> of the street. And they're not wrong. <laughs> you take our bin. They're just counting on you going to your bin, seeing it filled with alcohol. Like, wow, I don't remember <laughs> drinking, but I guess I must have. I it just seems- took all the dregs from each one and made what I call swish. <laughs> no. But, uh, That's so funny. but, uh, no, no, no. They were, uh, we were walking around. We're like, where the fuck are our recycle bins? We walked one door down to the guy that was the least likely lovely guy, John, next door. Shout out, John, 86-year-old man. <laughs> but uh, and not in there. Walk down the next door, and behind a garage door, we see our bins. Because our bins are, like, the number's written on the top. We knock on the door, and we say, and we knock on the door, the maid answers the door. They have the, a maid. They have a maid. Kensington. Answers the door, and they're like, how can we help you? And I'm like... Um, did you guys take our, I think you have a recycle bin. I can see it right through the gate. It's got our number on it. And they were like, oh, give me one moment. I love that you started with, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I like, was just trying to be like really passive because I absolutely have the right hand coming. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, gee, you love a passive jab, don't you? Yeah, dude. I just want to see what you're going to do. Are you going to acquiesce? Or <laughs> are you going to... Just gonna, faint. Yeah, or are you going to give it to me and I know exactly where you're going to be. But like, they're fuck, I was talking to this and she goes, give me a moment. Closes the door on me, goes back inside and goes... Um, they, they don't have any time for you right now. Uh, if uh, we'll make sure that we take care of it. And I go, we'll be sure you do because I need to put my recycling in it. It's filled to the brim. And so then I, one day goes by, they haven't sent anyone to like to take the trash out or anything like out of the, I literally want them to take it out of the bin. And I go, guys, you have the next day is recite is, is bin day. And if you don't take it out, uh, I'm returning the trash. And then I said this to the maid again and, uh, and she goes, yeah, we're on it. No worries. That kind of thing. The next day comes, like it gets to the night, just about the, just before the next day, and I, they haven't taken the trash out. So I decide that I'm going to take my recycle bins and empty it on the lawn. <laughs> yep, that's, a, that's, that's the EJ move. And I emptied, it, I emptied it on their lawn and had nothing to put out on recycling day. <laughs> just put out the bins, the, the, the normal red bin. Yellow bins stayed in. And uh, neighbors had the trash. That's the end of the story? Neighbors had the, they, that's it. How long ago did this happen? about a year and what happens when you see these people now they look away <laughs> as they should how dare you so uh, I, so how did you get your bin back they just they put it out on the street it got emptied and you took it back how did I no I asked them on the first time around with the maid oh, I took, took back a bin full bin and you were asking them I to remove explain that. The... Yeah. so the first time I went to the maid I was like do you have my bin there and she goes oh you're absolutely right gave me the bin and took, I took it back full and was like you guys have to take the trash out of this by bin day and put it back in your own bin. And they were like, we're on it. And two times I asked them. Third time, trash lawn time. <laughs> Still easier than emptying a full recycling bin, though, when you think about it. I just put it right on the lawn. Just put it on the fence, bent it over. Blam. That's for you, baby boy. Yeah, and then, then they go out. They pull you in their there, old recycling bin. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just fill it up. And then everything's back. Easy peasy. Back to the Bentley life. Yeah, that's a, well, yeah, exactly. They have a Bentley and I have an empty bin. Who wins? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this isn't the only story of revenge that you've been uh, you've been flaunting around recently. No, I've I've told a story uh, that I've got recently. Uh, it it took place about uh, I don't know a couple uh, maybe just over two years ago when I became a cleaner and I was kind of meek with asking people for money that they owed me. Like whenever someone owed me money, I'd be like, oh, "Can you go?" But now I'm just like, meek is not a word I'd often use to describe you. Oh yeah, exactly. This was, this was pre. Now you've left, but. <laughs> 
all this you recycling on people's lawns. You've got a whole new level of confidence to ask people for shit. It wasn't until comedy that I stopped sucking ass for a job. Is that right? Yeah. I've been fired from two jobs in my life, and both of them were when I started. Both of them were, 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 oh, were when I Oh, you got to tell comedy. the Uber story at some stage. I've got the footage of the reason why. I, like, the footage of the interaction, the, um, the, 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 the what's the word? I, the skirmish. That I skirmish. Yeah, I've used that way too much. The 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 debate, good. the fight that I've had with interaction. Uh, yeah, with the customer when I was driving Uber, mm. I had it on my. Um, Do you want to tell that story instead? Because that's pretty crazy too. I'll tell that on another one because it'll be done with like an edited video, so I can blow blur out the guy's face. Yep. Okay. Pardon. Stay tuned for that one. That's a that's a wild ride. That story. I saw it in real time. Crazy. It was. He Tom was my friend at the time, and I was like, "Well, this not is friends happening. anymore, but we were at the time." Yeah. <laughs> the only reason we hang out is for this podcast, which is why I begged Tom for uh, to hang out with me and my friends for about twenty minutes. It got tense. It, we we should have left the mics rolling. Could have been some great Patreon content. This is the thing about Tom. He um, Tom hates conflict, and so he whenever it comes like whenever it comes to something that he thinks is conflict, he puts his like knives up. But I'm just like, hey man. I'm just getting a little bit more personal kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or I'm just like letting you know, you know, a little bit more. And he's like, back up, pal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Elliot, on the other hand, does not mind conflict. Okay with it, as might come across in all of the stories we've ever told on this podcast. I grew up with an Italian father. There were <laughs> knives being thrown. At you, literally. <laughs> literally at me. There were yellings because dishes went washed. I still can't believe you started a story with, like, did your dad ever throw knives at you? <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of listeners out there that resonate with that <laughs> in somewhat, in some way. It's a Jerry Seinfeld bit about parenting. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, fuck. Uh, okay, uh, Tom, have you ever had some sort of uh, revenge tale? I don't have revenge because you said we originally started talking about this. Is like, have you ever been like uh, this is the thing? Because I'm not good at conflict. Well, I don't seek revenge. I just let cop me it. let me rephrase it. <laughs> let me just rephrase it. Um, have you ever committed revenge or had revenge committed upon you? Are we, we're doing the mug off now, are we? Is that what? <laughs> fuck that podcast? I love the guys involved, but no, that podcast can't hold a candle <laughs> to the tremendous podcast. No, I fucking I don't I don't seek I don't seek revenge. I don't I don't think I'm trying to think if I've had revenge sought upon me. You haven't lived. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> My um. But my enemies. My have. dad allegedly once uh, he had these neighbors of young people that were sort of in a situation where I am, where they are living in a place where they shouldn't be able to afford, but they were playing playing music way too loud mm. all the time. And he would go over and be like, "Hey guys, can you please turn it down?" It's like one a.m. My girlfriend and I are trying to sleep. He would go back home, and uh, eventually he had these guys try and start a fight with him from the veranda. Like about the third or second time that they try to like uh, that they were having fighting and to go over, these guys tried to start with the fight with him for Miranda. He called them out and was like, "Come down, come down, like come." We'll say, and they didn't come down. They ref- then someone gave him at the door like an insulting sort of like, "We're not turning it down." Closed the door and my dad was like, "Revenge is on." <laughs> this was probably my dad's last revenge fault because something awful happened like uh, with a neighbor and he did nothing. I was like, "Dad, you've lost your horns." Like he's too comfortable now. He's like he's just like I don't. I'm not about this revenge game. Yeah, but. Uh, my dad may or may not have sprayed sardine oil under these people's doors, uh, front door, in the under the cover of night, for many months. Oh God, that's <laughs> a, that's the commitment that I love about it. Every day, <laughs> that's the Rovetti uh, commitment. But uh, yeah, he may or may not have uh, done that. But um, 
you know, inspiring younger generations such as myself <laughs> into such sort of... Uh, Following in the, in the family business. Time-wasting activities <laughs> such as revenge. But yeah, no, that's uh, coming to mind. That's, that's sort of what comes to mind with my father. No, okay, so tell us about your revenge plot because it's a little bit less sophisticated than spraying sardine oil underneath the door for several weeks. Beautiful. Um, what I want to... Okay, so at the beginning of the... Yeah, that exactly... I wasn't getting paid for clients sort of thing. I wasn't getting paid. Like I was, but I was, I wasn't asking for people for money immediately. Cause so you, they, cause you were almost like a freelance kind of cleaner, right? Like you were finding your own clients. So I you was were... trying to realize my value as a cleaner. <laughs> I was trying to realize what I'm worth. And so like I was, uh, I was asking people for money that they owed me immediately. But this one client I cleaned for twice. And I remember cleaning this fucking mansion of a place and being like, Jesus Christ. Like they, they absolutely have the money to pay me. I'm not worried about this, but it takes me a long time to clean this place. Comes to the third clean, I, I clean for them, sent them a message, and the wife responds saying, hey, Elliot, we haven't been happy with any of the cleans. We're not paying you for anything. We're not paying you for any of the cleans. And how many cleans? That's how many cleans? Three cleans. Three cleans. Three cleans at four hours apiece. 12 hours of your life. Yeah. And they're like, we're not doing nothing about Volunteer that. Volunteer I hit up the company that I'm working for. They're like, we can't do anything other than cut them off from service. I threatened to sue. They called that bluff. <laughs> They're just like, that's... A, You've never we'll met see. a lawyer in your life. <laughs> you couldn't have, yeah, afford to be in the same room. And so like, uh, and I've got nothing to do, but like, like, I guess about 16 months later and I'm like, I cannot stop like thinking about these people. Like I cannot stop thinking about this couple. Like I'm, I want to get revenge on them. I w I'm thinking about like revenge plots, like, en like endlessly. And uh, I have a friend currently that is offering... It's an idea that's come from me, but he was like, I've got the materials. I, I've got a brick and he got, he's got a motorcycle. And uh, I know when 2 a.m. is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I recently went back and um, allegedly... <laughs> So I've got, a, I've got a wheel man and I've got a brick, but I also have a bit, a comedy bit that is doing really well at the moment. And if it continues to do well, this, this revenge plot cannot take place. However, if it bombs and goes into the back books of all of the other jokes that I've written, uh, we may have some revenge plot to update you with. <laughs> That's so funny. You just got that guy on speed dial for bad gigs. Be like, I need you to pick me up immediately. <laughs> I, if, if you don't, if I don't do well tonight, I have to throw a brick tomorrow. So, but the the brilliance of the scheme, because at the moment it's just petty vandalism. There's, there's, it's it's not sardine oil. I don't think you heard the start that. of the story. Come this on. is revenge, <laughs> pure vendetta. But there's there is there is a, a an what there's an element that you haven't let the listener in on on what you're gonna do with the brick. Oh yeah, of course, guys. It's Use the your imagination. The story. They're, uh, they're, throw it through the front window. I'm gonna throw it through the front window. <laughs> But I'm also, uh, my friend to me, um, he, he said to me, like, Elliot, why would you throw just a brick? You know, like, why would you throw a brick? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, put a note around that brick. And I'm saying, I was like, I don't know what I would, I don't know what I would write on the note on the brick. And he said, Elliot, why would you send uh, one message by only throwing a brick when you could send two messages by writing a note on that brick? And I was like, that's great. That's a great idea. We'll write a note on it. So uh, what we've decided to write on the note, allegedly, if it would happen, is uh, why don't you fuck me in a hotel bed next time rather than your marital bed upstairs? Stacy. And I think that's perfect. 
I think that's absolutely perfect uh, for a brick throwing ceremony. Um, I've never ceremony. Been, I've never been. It's very ceremonial. It's like a hungi in uh, in native New Zealand culture. You what what I mean? is a hungi? It's where they uh, cook food under the underground with coals. Oh. Uh, it's some. It's like, it's like similar to that. Yeah. Okay. Throw a brick through a window. <laughs> Eat some delicious New Zealand cuisine. Yeah, that's your culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll mix that together. What's the, like... What are the chances that like, that, that gets cut out? Oh, you tell me. <laughs> I think one... You know what? I've lost my compass during this episode. Yeah, it's because, yeah, a, a bottle of wine will really offset the compass, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know what else will help with that? Your partner not drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, that's it's my fault, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> it's tremendous time and you need to be drinking. Is the problem that if I'm not here, you, you'd only have drank half a bottle of wine? These people otherwise? listening to it on a Thursday. A Thursday, hopefully. Getting ready for it on a Friday. Maybe at at best listening to it on a Friday because that's when we, we we promote this podcast. That's when we want you to be listening to it. But you are coming in sober on a Friday like a fucking Mormon. How dare you? Yeah, Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> call out the only marginal. How do you think I know how ridiculous. despicable this is? <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is not brought to you by Help Me Cheat. Hiding your phone from your spouse? Is the excuse, honey, I have a meeting tonight, not going to fly? Sounds like someone needs Help Me Cheat. Call our dedicated panel of dirtbags at any time of the day to receive a well-thought-out alibi that you can provide your suspicious partner when they want to know where you were last night. Getting cold feet before that sexy rendezvous? 24-hour cheat line can help you. Just give us a call and we'll provide the confidence you need to really kick the door off the hinges of that filthy hotel that you've been parked out the front for, paralyzed in fear for 30 minutes. And act now and you'll not only receive the lipstick-resistant t-shirt, but you'll also receive the genital wipes, specially formulated to cut through even the most heinous of side piece residue. Because cheating shouldn't be that hard. Help me cheat. It's just me, honey. Go back to bed. Oh, we've got a foot update for everybody. Or perhaps, more to the point, a lack of a foot update. Elliot, how are we looking? How, how, how safe is that hour of my time? How, do I have to buy a Polaroid camera? You know what? That's what we want you to think. We want you to think that you're lack, that we're you lacking. And, in, you in, and your foot team. Yeah, yeah. We're the CIA slash fucking KGB of the foot game because we're not telling Tom nothing so, so about our research. For any new listeners, and boy, what a dog shit episode and to start off on. Off mic, I've told him that I've done nothing, but continue talking. <laughs> for, our, for, our, for the listeners who might not know this little wage that we've got going, uh, about a month ago, probably longer, uh, Elliot, uh, Elliot's eyes lit up as he saw, he, he thought he saw a gap in the market, a chance to make the life he'd always dreamed of. They really did light up. <laughs> by selling his feet online. <laughs> he thought, oh my, how has no one thought about this already? <laughs> There's a huge opportunity here. Uh, and so we, we endeavoured to, to engage in a, in a bit of a, a wager of who could make more money selling photos of their feet on the internet. Yes. And then I did some research, and Elliot did not do any research. <laughs> and we came back together and I said, Elliot, uh, very, very hard to sell pictures of feet on the internet, especially as a male. Uh, it's one of the few industries where it is much more preferable to be a woman. Uh, very hard for, for young, uh, no matter how beautiful their feet might be, young men almost to like make money. Almost like with your jokes on TikTok and your lack of tits. <laughs> yeah, that's, they don't go well. 
do not go well together. <laughs> yeah, straight white man with no tits uh, <laughs> does not do well versus a girl who can't dance with great tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the way to them became this. Elliot, us until Valentine's Day 2021, which is now... No, no, I actually, I wanted to clear this little uh, marble up on my legibly written notes. <laughs> Check it. I got it twice. Um was the, uh, you said that it was the 14th, which is Valentine's Day, on the bet that was established. And I, listeners can go back and listen. I said the 15th. All right, you got that extra 24 hours, Elliot, to, yes, to scrange together that last uh, $19.97. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Elliot, actually, oh, I'm not going to give you, no, I can't tell. I, I, I think I know how you can do it, but I'm not going to tell you. Are you kidding me? Tell me in the Why listeners. would I tell you? I'll tell you afterwards. I've already told you my secrets a little bit on the last episode. So what? No, I, I'm not. What you just said before, you're the KGB of foot salesman before. Why am I going to be giving because you my secret strategies? I have to give strategies? you something to make you believe that I'm actually going to do what you think I'm going to do. So tell me what you know. No, 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 no. He's at 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 best. I'll give you double or nothing for the month of March, and I'll give you and I will be your uh your your foot Miyagi. Double or nothing, or the fo- okay, okay, okay. I, okay, I will okay. take you under my wing, and we will create. I mean, <laughs> advertising is what I do. We'll create a strategy. There'll be tactics. There'll be Wait. there'll be a launch date. Success comes from failure, and that's why I think you should be under my wing by the month of March. Well, I might have to be, because the rule is if Elliot can sell $20 worth of foot pictures to strangers, to strangers, to non-podcast listeners, uh, then I have to buy a Polaroid camera, take photos of my little footsies, and sell them in person the old-fashioned way. Yeah, and local listeners, I'm going to put up a... Uh, when we win this bet, I'm going to put up a... Uh, and we will win this bet. I'm going to sell $20 worth of pictures of my feet. And all that means is that I don't need to know that you're a fan of the podcast. Just just send the pic, just, just buy the picture of my feet and be like, couldn't be more happy to jerk off to these feet or whatever. You <laughs> five know stars. I mean? Yeah, five stars. Five toes. Nothing about tremendous. And uh, so... so uh, That's, I mean, this is like uh, the funny thing. About a month ago when we first started talking about this, we, 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 we toyed with the idea of starting a foot fetish podcast. Uh, we did not. <laughs> what are you talking? Sorry, I toyed with the idea. Of, no, you we talked it up for thirty talked, seconds. We talked about the idea of like the foot fetish podcast. The foot fetish podcast exists, and we made a lot of fun of them. <laughs> Undoubtedly, the last three podcasts, our best content have all been foot fetish related. <laughs> you, you picking the you being the foot oracle. Picking the uh, the foot fetish facts last week is undoubtedly the high point of Tremendous's entire history. I might have that on footage and I'll post it on the Instagram. I might say the last three minutes is the only bearable part of this podcast so far. <laughs> it's the only part I've enjoyed Bro, doing. I don't know. Look, I don't have a timestamp on this podcast. Like, I don't have to get out of here. It's not like I have sets or nothing. <laughs> you know? But uh, Tommy's got to get out of here and... Uh... Crush it up at Mark David's happy endings. So we do have a timestamp. Tom's going to do the best that he can to salvage this podcast. But uh, let's be honest, Tom. Oh, God. It's a disaster. Maybe that was the problem. I think it might have been... Maybe the burp is just a necessary evil for us to do an okay podcast because you quieted <laughs> it's it for the first time evil that ever. Is needed. And yeah, you tried to you had to keep it in and it just ruined everything. I think that might be the problem. I love that I'm the stilts that hold up this podcast. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're I'm gastrointestinal. I'm the hot air balloon <laughs> held up by burps and the, uh, my, my burst per hour. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right, so, so anyway, so you've got an update. What's been happening? How, how, how are you going? What, what progress have you made? Have you, have you taken the photos yet? I'm taking photos. Okay, guys. Look, the update that I have with my feet, all you need to know, because like, there are rules that are specific to my victory. 
um, it, that I cannot mention on my Instagram or on this podcast uh, where you can find this link. But what I will say is that the name, the pseudonym for the account that I will be running strikes me as maybe being tremendous 92. That is tremendous. I still have to get the name verification. It might be S-O-L-E-E-S or S-O-L-E-S or S-O-U-L-E-S 92. Why E-S? Because they're all taken. (laughs) I tried. So it could be one of those. Could be one of those. If it's not, you may or may not hear it on this podcast, but let's get, let's fund that money so we can get the feet on the street uh, segment with Tom selling pictures of his feet in person with Polaroids uh, on the Instagram and ID Comedy Network uh, archive. Where am I going to do it? Where's I was the thinking best Bondi place? Junction. Yeah, you know Bondi Junction where the um, where everyone walks through. <laughs> Although during COVID, I'm gonna have to do my research and just maybe put you at like uh, some sort of parade or something. You know. What yeah. I mean? Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I have no doubt that maybe Defcon not even gonna get around to taking photos of the feet before February 14th. That's so. what I want you to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We got to we got to wrap this thing up. We got to put a bow on this puppy. Uh, we should put a bow on this uh, a bow on this puppy. A bow on this puppy. <laughs> we should put a dude. Pu- if I had, the, I, I'm not a you know. Yeah, I would drown that puppy. Yeah. Put the puppy in the bag. Put a bow on that bag. Hand it to someone that can throw it in the river and then throw it in. The <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, joke. We did, did we land? You do. You you. It's your turn to hit us with a joke of the week to see us out. The end of this very, very forgetful, tremendous episode. Yeah. Well, how about we add a, a forgetful joke? Uh, let me go first. I don't think it's going to work, but have you got something in the uh, in the canon? If it doesn't work, we just we, we, we fade. We fade out to the music and we all, we all call it a day. Well, that terrifies me. <laughs> but here we go. So Tommy. Tommy Wits. Um, oh, my God. Stop me if you've heard this. Okay. Uh... When you, uh, when I, you know, when you, I don't know about you, but like when, when I look up uh, big, big, beautiful woman porn, right? Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes I want BBBW porn. I want big, black, beautiful women porn, which is, uh, you know, I think it's the perfect word to describe the feeling that I get when I watch BBBW porn. You know, because big black woman porn, big black beautiful woman porn, sounds just the way that it looks. Bubba bubba. I've heard the joke, but it's it, it was a lot longer than the last time I heard. That's why I had to like uh, stretch it out and make <laughs> it uh, bomb. Yeah, you worked. <laughs> it fucking worked. <laughs> Well, there you have it. One more episode of Tremendous is in the bag. Guys, we weren't totally stoked on that one, as you, as you may or may not have been able to tell. Uh, when I left Elliot's after recording yesterday, I had to take all the sharp objects in the house with me just to be safe. That's that's how we felt with that performance. So we're sorry for that. We've brought you some better stuff in the past. We know it, but we'll, we'll, we'll bring you better stuff again. And hey, if you got this far and you didn't totally hate it, please let us know. We could use any any ego fluff we could get right now. 
we're going to keep bringing you great podcasts. But we, 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 you just wait. Episode 13, there's going to be something else. We look forward to bringing it to you. And we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.